The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe this? It's Dr. Doom. What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this woman that you are leaving hired, Mr. Stark? All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Click Nation Comic Book Chronicles. That's a lot of cheering just for me. It's a lot of cheering. I don't, I don't trust cheering like that when it's for me. Guys, uh, this is Dirt. I am here alone tonight. Um, as you know, there's this movie uh, opening that's about a guy who turns into ants or something. I don't know. But anyway... Uh, that movie is going on, so um, Agent 70 and Roddy Cat both happen to be there. Tim is, like, I don't know, playing with the baby or whatever people do. So, anyway, it's just me tonight. So, there's the the stream just got a whole lot clearer for everybody else as 80% of the people who are watching just dropped and went away. Um, but we are going to try to get through the show with just me here tonight, and I know it's not, you know... You're overcome by the beauty uh, radiating through. And um, yeah. all right. So anyway, uh, we're going to talk about some comics here. We're going to get into some news. Going to prep a few ads. I'm actually going to try to do everything, everything that I'm supposed to do when those guys are gone. That's what I'm I'm trying to do here. So hopefully this is working. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping I've got the chat window uh, for YouTube up. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, if there's any problems, I'm hoping you guys can hear me right now. Actually, I should probably... Is there go go to live? You know, if there's any okay, problems, well, I'm hoping you guys can hear me sound? right now. Okay, there is sound coming through. So that ha- now the sound is going to be echoing here in just a second. But anyway, nonetheless, we are going to talk about comics here. And before we actually start on individual titles, uh, I do want to take this opportunity to talk about. We had a couple uh, True Believers books come out this week. Uh, we have a a reprint here of the Fantastic Four wedding issue. Um, for those of you who you know may maybe you're old enough to remember when this came out, uh, Stanley and Jack Kirby uh, make an appearance at the end. They don't show their faces, um, but it's them, and they're trying to get in to uh, see the wedding of Reed and Sue, and they can't get in. Fury actually uh, blocks them because they're not on the list and won't let them in. And then uh, also got this one reprinting the first appearance of Galactus. Uh, these are some great issues. If you have not read these in your comic book history, then that's something that you probably should look into. Uh, these are only a buck, um, so they're real cheap. Ask your local comic shop. Maybe he didn't order you know, some of these old ones because people don't ask. Uh, especially if you're new to comics, you're a younger person, you're not familiar with all these, It's they're worth checking out to get your history. And if you're homeschooled, that counts as homework as a history lesson. All right. Moving on then. Let's take a look here. Now I'm getting like all these. I'm getting like everybody is sending me. Uh, everybody's sending me messages now that I'm on, and none of them are about the show. Like no one's saying, "Hey, I'm watching you." Right? It's everything else, guys. Come on. I'm obviously doing this show, so come watch the show uh, and stop sending me everything else. Okay, uh, I'm trying to readjust things here so I can see the chat. I can see the YouTube chat. So if you hop into YouTube. I'll be able to see you there, but let's talk about some comics and probably 
The one we got to start with is the one everybody's talking about, and that is the Curse of Brimstone 4. No, come on, I'm just joking with you. It's, of course, Batman 50, and I always get the alternate cover. Uh, that's just what I collect, so that's the one I got. But this is the wedding, uh, supposedly Batman and Catwoman, and uh, I, I am, you know, it was spoiled by the New York Times, like, at the end of last week, so it's no big thing. But here's the spoiler, if you don't want to know. You've been warned. The spoiler is that they do not get married. And, uh, yeah. Um, they call it off. Uh, and to be honest, I'm, I'm happy with that. I have not been a fan of the whole Bruce Wayne, Selena Kyle thing going on. Um, the relationship of Catwoman and Batman just doesn't work for me, especially with this version. Now, I know, uh, you know back in the old days, back when your grandpappy used to read comics... Um, the two of them actually did get married and they had a daughter and that's where Huntress came from. Uh, that ended up being earth too. Um, so, I mean, there is a, you know, a, a, a history of it. Um, uh, a, uh, man, if we had the lawyer guy here, agent 70, he could, he could give, he could give, the the precedent. That's the term precedent. There's a precedent for the two of them being in a relationship. I just don't like it. I don't like this version of Catwoman, to be honest. And their whole relationship thing never worked for me. And the problem is this book, I mean, luckily it's only a $4.99. They didn't try to do a $7.99 or whatever. But this book is filled with pinups. And they got all the artists. Well, I guess not all of them, but the big artists who are still alive, uh, who've worked on Batman over the years to come back and do pinup pages um, or maybe a two-page spread uh, to kind of, you know, show Batman and Catwoman over the years at these different times. And it just feels like, I don't know, when you buy one of those, like, anniversary issues or it's, like, uh, some kind of special, the final one maybe sometimes, um, it just felt like a lot of filler, a lot of padding. Um, and, and, you know, again, I, I don't really care about the, the two of them getting together. So I, I'm happy that it didn't work out uh in the long run but this issue as much as i enjoyed the fact that they didn't go through with it and it's over and if you read catwoman one you'll see that she has in fact moved out and uh alfred sends her her things and it's it's done um as much as i'm I'm happy that that was the outcome of it this issue just like pads and pads and pads and pads until it finally gets somewhere and you're just kind of like i'm just kind of rolling my eyes as i'm going through and some of these pages it's just a pinup page and some a couple of word balloons, uh, narration balloons, whatever, and then it, it goes to the next one. So even though it's an oversized issue with extra stuff, um, it that's just you know what happens. Uh, so there's there's really not a lot to it. Um, Medicor or media media mediocre media core. I don't know how to pronounce your name, but he just popped in the chat and he said you should contact Comic Artist Pro Secrets and join Ethan Van Skyver on a live stream. Um, I've actually spoken to Ethan uh, a couple times. Uh, really nice guy. Um, you know, he takes a lot of heat for stuff that uh, you know sometimes he puts his foot in his mouth, but he's a really nice guy. Maybe you know uh, someday we can. I don't know, uh, but anyway. So that is Batman Fifty, and I realize now I haven't done proper introductions. Now that someone's actually watching, I, I, I probably should. I am Dirt from PopCultureNetwork.com. You can find me on Twitter at, at PCN underscore Dirt. Um, Roddy Cat, you can find it at Roddy underscore Cat on Twitter or at News Nerds Need. Um, he also has a subreddit, 
for news nerds need. You can check out a bunch of links to comic book news stuff happening there. Um, Tim Dog 98 on Twitter, uh, and it's Tim D O G G 98 on Twitter. Um, he's actually the head of the Click Nation that hosts this podcast. Like I said, he's off messing with a baby or whatever. You know, yeah, and, oh, we had a baby six weeks ago. Yeah, whatever. So anyway, uh, um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in so much trouble. And then at agent underscore 70 on Twitter, he would also uh, be here. But like I said, Roddy and uh, and agent 70 are both seeing that Ant-Man movie tonight. So um, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. We will. Man of Steel number six. Um, okay, so again, Bendis. Um, rewriting the history of Superman, maybe. Um, we still don't really know if this villain did what he says he did and if Jor-El knew about it. Uh, uh, and, and we even kind of had this ability uh, in the story where it might have come up and it, it didn't. Um, but again, we, we finally get confirmation that um, Lois and Clark didn't split up. Uh, Lois and Jonathan are with Jor-El and they're out in space and they're doing whatever, which will probably show up in another book. Uh, at some point down the line. And so Clark is left on Earth as Superman without them around for now. So we're going to see, uh, you know, does he live the high life without the uh, old ball and chain at home? I don't know. But as far as the actual story goes, it's fine. Um, it's one of those things where they had to move a few pieces around. And honestly, a lot of what they did, they could have done in one or two issues. Um, and this is a thing that I've had, a problem I've had with Bendis for a long time. I think he's really good at orchestrating things, planning arcs, planning crossovers, bringing these different threads together and twisting them up and you know making something out of them. But as far as like his actual storytelling, they're so bogged down with dialogue that the story really doesn't move. And it took six issues to get to the point he could have done in an annual um, or in two issues of a regular series. I mean, that's just how it goes. Uh, not much you can really uh, do about that. And it stinks. It really does stink um, that, you know, that's the way he does the stuff, but nonetheless, uh, that's what happens. So man of steel six, it was fine, but not my favorite thing. And um, you know, it's over. I'm ready to go back to regular monthly super books. Um, let's see what else DC do I have here? I do have a couple other things here. We have Justice League number three, and again, this is the alt cover. Um, I always grab the alt covers on those, and uh, again, it's fine. Um, we've got some sort of uh, uh, you know breakdown happening with Martian Manhunter and Superman. We've got Batman and Hot Girl in these inner space <laughs> little ships uh, flying through their body. Um, and we've got, uh, apparently Lex Luthor is there and another, another villain makes their move in here. Um, we get, uh, you know, just a lot of kind of poking around at the, uh, edges of the, uh, Justice League. Um, right now, Snyder is, is really, it, it really feels like he's having a problem juggling all these characters and all the different stuff that's going on. Um, I hope he's able to kind of refocus here in a little bit. Uh, maybe as some of these different threads start coming together, we'll have a more fluid storytelling going on, something a little more cohesive. But right now it just feels like there are these different chunks um, and they don't really seem to mesh together. So I'm hoping as it goes, now it's still entertaining. It's still fun. Don't get me wrong. Um, it just, 
it, it just feels like it needs a little more polish, a little more cohesion going on. Um, now, again, I don't know where he's going in the end of it. And this is going to be, this is only issue three, and you're going to get six, five or six in the first arc uh, to be collected. So we'll see once he gets to the end of wherever this is building, maybe things work out a little better. And maybe it is, you know, piecemeal at the moment um, to, you know, try to get everything where he needs it to be to tell his story. Um, so I am entertained. I'm not like pissed off that I'm reading this book or anything like that, but just, you know, um, it's one of those where I'd say if you're, if you just jumped into justice league and this is one of the first justice league things that you've read, um, you know, maybe in, in forever or since you were eight, you know, and, and now you're jumping back in check it out. You're probably going to have to give it a couple more issues before you really get a good feel of what the story's doing and where he's going. Um, but you know, I mean, that's just, that's just what happens. That's how these things work. All right. Um, as I bump the camera, sorry about that. And then our last DC that I'm going to do here is the curse of brimstone four. Um, and honestly, this, uh, got a whole lot better with this issue. Um, I was actually, I was actually kind of on the line of whether or not I was going to keep getting this or if I was going to let it drop, uh, to be honest, I, I like Justin Jordan, who's the writer in general. Um, but all of these books, that th these New Age of Heroes books, supposedly came out of Dark Knight's Metal, um, but they, they haven't really felt like it. Um, most of them just kind of feel like these random, hey, we made up some characters, let's you know, damage. Hey, let's do our version of Hulk. You know, uh, Silencer, hey, let's do Punisher, but married. You know, uh, that type of stuff. So Curse of Brimstone didn't really, you know, uh, didn't really feel like it, it fit with anything else, and the story kind of uh, it, it meandered, and 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 the characters didn't know what was going on, so therefore you didn't really know what was going on, um, and it just made it kind of awkward. But with this issue, now with uh, issue number four, they've gotten to a place where they're starting to uh, dig up some of these answers. So some of these things that you're really questioning and like, why is this happening? Who is this guy? How is this involved in anything? Uh, now you know. Now you're getting there. So that's actually been very nice uh, with Curse of Brimstone. Um, so with this issue, like I'm back on board. Now that we know this, this is the one that actually tells you, okay, Dark Knight's Metal, you saw this and this and this. This is how it's connected now with this story. Um, the This is why you got your powers this is how it connects with other stuff going on in the DC universe. This is why it's important. Um, so that's the stuff that we needed. And you usually want to get that in like the first or second issue, uh, which didn't happen now until four. And again, kind of goes back to what I was saying with Justice League, is that you have to, on a lot of these books, you have to wait for the arcs to kind of work themselves out uh, to really see where it's going and what's happening with the characters. And that is the case with this book. We had to get to four till we finally got to a point where we can go, okay, now I see where it's going. Uh, now I see how this connects together. And now I'm a lot more comfortable reading the book. So um, so that was uh, pretty enjoyable. All right. So that's what I read for DC. Um, we have four Marvel books I'm going to do here. And then we're going to jump over to news. Um, so we are going to start here with Avengers. That's right. The relaunch title, Avengers number four. There are Celestials dropping out of the sky. Um, which was actually referenced in a, in a Marvel book last week. What was that? Was that, uh, oh, in Venom. <laughs> in Venom, uh, he's talking to Miles Morales, and he's like, you know, where's the rest of the Avengers? Uh, you know, where's Iron Man? And he's like, oh, Celestials are dropping out of the sky. And Venom's like, okay, well, if you don't know, <laughs> then you just don't make up stories. Uh, but no, it's true. 
Um, so in this one, Thor is actually talking to Odin, gets a little more insight into what's happening, um, or actually what happened uh, you know, billions of years ago when the proto-Avengers or the, the Avengers Prime or uh, I don't know what, I forget what they're called, but the Avengers at the beginning of time on Earth, um, what happened with them fighting um, with the Celestials. Um, and, and and we're starting to also see like how some of this different stuff ties together. Like we saw earlier in the series um, that uh, like Doctor Strange Ghost Rider were fighting these like roach monsters uh, in the middle of the earth and stuff. And so now we're, we're starting to figure out how that ties into the celestials and everything. Um, so again, the story is moving forward and you do feel, I, I do feel like now again, and, and again, four issues into it, uh, four issues into it. Now we're really starting to get somewhere with these stories. So if you've been kind of on the fence, you know, like Avengers, I know a couple people, uh, my buddy Kevin, he, he read it and he's like, I just don't get it, you know, whatever. Now you, now you know with four. So at least if you, if you dropped off, like if you read one and two and then you dropped off, you're like, ah, I don't really, I don't know if I'm feeling this, whatever. Three and four, then you can decide if you want to drop off. Okay. So once you get there, um, then you can make a much better determination of where the story is going and whether or not you're enthusiastic with it. Uh, and I am. I'm sticking with Avengers. It's one of the ones that, at least for now, um, I've decided to stick with. Uh, one of the number ones that we got this week, one that I was really looking forward to, uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider uh, came out this week. And this is from Donnie Cates. And um, if you read his work on Thanos, uh, you know where this Ghost Rider comes from. Uh, and in that book... Uh, this ghostwriter dies at the end of time. Uh, so there was this feeling of, of how do you spin this off into a new series, right? Um, how do you take a character in, in what is most likely an alternate future timeline who died and make a miniseries out of them? And you think, well, you're going to have to go back and you're going to have to tell how they got to this point, even though they did, you know, an origin of, of Cosmic Ghostwriter um, in the Thanos series. Then there you go. Well, as it turns out, uh, that's not what they do. They continue on. In the Marvel Universe, as we know, no one is really dead forever. Uh, and so Cosmic Ghost Rider um, is actually in Valhalla with um, Odin and uh, a lot of those other gods from uh, Thor. And so that's actually where the story picks up, uh, which makes it very interesting. And then they do one of these little twist things towards the end kind of the uh, Donny Cates sense of humor uh, comes involved in the situation he puts him into, and boom. Um, yeah, I, this was really entertaining. This is one of those where, you know, you read it and you're like, okay, well, I, this has got to be like an alternate timeline or something. This can't like work out to something because this is going to create some real problems with the Marvel Universe if this does what it says it's doing and it goes forward, but it's a lot of fun. Take No Prisoners, great storyline so uh i you know that is a recommendation that is one uh that was wonderful bravo i loved that oh it's great all right so now another donny cates book another no holds barred take no prisoners is death of the inhumans number one now i actually enjoyed the inhumans books when they relaunched a couple years ago and they had uh was it all new inhumans and was it uncanny inhumans were those the two i think those are the two titles right um Anyway, I enjoyed those. Uh, I enjoyed them quite a bit. And then after, 
about a year or so, I guess, uh, they started to lose me. They tied more into the X-Men books. Um, and they took, you know, for a while there, it was more like early X-Men years, the way they were kind of doing the characters and everything. And then after a while, it just became more of like your standard Marvel Universe, whatever book. And so I lost interest and got away from the Inhumans uh, for the last you know year or whatever it's been. This was actually a lot of fun. Um, Death of the Inhumans, that's no joke. Uh, that is no joke at all. Uh, someone is out to kill off all the Inhumans and especially make Black Bolt uh, make his life miserable uh, before finally dispatching him for good. And uh, I, I, won't, I won't spoil, but there are characters who die in this, characters... Characters that you probably liked, even if you weren't a big fan of the Inhumans, characters that you knew about, characters that that uh, uh, you're probably like, well, at least at least I like that guy. Um, nope, not anymore. Dead. Now, whether or not they, you know, grab a Infinity Gem and undo everything at the end or whatever, I don't know. Uh, but as far as if you just want a book that is carnage candy, uh, that is Death of the Inhumans, and uh, I know. Some people are kind of um, upset whenever they do one of these books and you know, they kill off a bunch of characters and what's the point and whatever, but it's entertaining. It is super entertaining. Uh, and again, Donnie Cates, uh, I'm a big fan of how that turned out. Finally, my final book, my click of the week. Um, in fact, I don't think any of the other guys wrote down their clicks of the week. Um, no, they did not. So this is our only click. Uh, this is our this is our click of the week, uh, and it's it's mine, and that is the Immortal Hulk number two. And here's the thing: uh, Al Ewing has taken the Hulk, um, a character who is dead, um, and figured out a reason, a very basic reason, why he's not dead anymore. And it it kind of works. Um, it's a little iffy, but it's like okay, whatever. And he turns it into a horror comic. That's right. The Incredible Hulk, or I'm sorry, The Immortal Hulk, as this series is branded, is a horror comic. This is not a superhero. This is not, um, you know, just a guy fighting this problem that he has within him. The world he's in, he's dipping into a lot of dark and dangerous stuff and a lot of stuff that really, uh, it's, it's kind of uneasy a little bit. Um, and it's, I mean, this is probably what, what some of the stuff like, you know, they tried to do a man thing series a year ago and it, it really just, nobody cared. It didn't really take off. Um, they've tried to do some other horror stuff over the years and it just never quite, you know, found its groove, whatever issue two Al Ewing has found the groove for turning Hulk into a horror comic in 2018. Um, it's legacy issue 719. Uh, and this is my click of the week. This is fantastic. This is only issue two. Issue one, I'm sure, is sold out. Um, second prints will be coming soon. Grab your number two. Go to Comicsology. Buy number one if you if you need to. Um, but but read uh, the Immortal Hulk. It is great. It's a lot of fun. I'm gonna do a quick um, ad read here. Um, maybe here we go. Audible. Audible. It's an Amazon company. Uh, let's see here. You want to go to audibletrial.com slash comicbookchronicles. 
Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash comicbookchronicles. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For those listeners of Comic Book Chronicles podcast, Audible is offering the free audiobook download. Um, I can personally recommend a few books that are on there. My favorites like 2001 A Space Odyssey by Arthur C. Clarke or The Martian Chronicles by Ray Bradbury. They're both fantastic books. And if you're one of those people that's like, eh, I kind of want to read something that that people like, maybe has some history, but eh, I don't know if I really need to read, you know, because I'm kind of lazy, whatever. Audible's a great way to get that stuff. And you'll, you'll start getting references, like when people say stuff. Uh, when people talk about uh, close the pod bay doors, please howl. And you have no idea what they're talking about. You'll get it. It's in the books. So go to audibletrial.com slash comic book chronicles. Uh, I got note a minute, a few minutes ago from Roddy, and uh, he may jump in here. Um, he may not. Uh, I'm going to let him know I'm doing the news now, and so it's up to him if he wants to jump in or not. But we are going to go to the news. So, how do you like them snapples? All right, so first up, uh, Young Justice, the Outsiders uh, series has been pushed back to 2019. Um, the DC Universe app that's coming with comics and TV shows and movies and blah, 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 blah. Uh, uh, Young Justice is going to be pushed back as part of this. Like, they had way too much stuff coming right away, and they realized, hey, you know what? We've got to kind of stagger some of this stuff out. Give people a reason not just to subscribe, but to keep subscribing. So um, there is that going off. DC Universe to offer digital books, live action, and animated series. So again, talking about like all this content that's coming, they're going to have uh, a digital library like the Marvel Unlimited, but they're also going to do live action TV shows and animated shows that are part of that, that whole uh, event, part of your whole subscription. So um, also DC Universe currently is a channel on DirecTV Now, I don't know if it's on DirecTV, the satellite service, but the streaming service, they do have a channel. Right now, it's just on-demand stuff, um, movie trailers and behind-the-scenes, kind of the bonus stuff you find on the Blu-rays and the DVDs. Um, all of that, that type of stuff is available on there. I don't know if it's going to go live as an actual network um, when this app uh, finally comes out, but, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I lost what I was doing because I started clicking on stuff. And uh, that is a bad thing to do. Okay, here we go. <laughs> HBO's Watchmen pilot adds an Aquaman villain. With filming underday, underway for the pilot of HBO's Watchmen, the adaptation has added two more actors, including the villain of Warner Brothers, Aquaman. I, I, I have not kept up on that, so I have no idea who that is. Um, you could tell me a name, and I, it probably wouldn't mean anything to me anyway. So anyway... Uh, Legendary sets apocalyptic comic animosity feature. Okay, so if you've read the comic um, Animosity from Aftershock, um, it's a post-apocalyptic survival story, whatever. Um, Legendary Entertainment is picked that up in order to turn it into a feature-length movie. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Jim Carrey is set to play the Sonic the Hedgehog villain Dr. Robotnik. Um... Uh, there's a Paramount film that is currently underway to make a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which my son will love. That is for him. And people going, why are they making a movie on Sonic? Because my son will be there. Uh, but Jim Carrey 
is negotiating to star as Robotnik. Sure, why not? Um, let's see, Harlan Ellison, um, the uh, author behind one of Star Trek's greatest episodes, passed away last week. Um, some mixed reactions uh, to that, to say the least. He actually hated the episode. He wrote City on the Edge of Forever. Some changes were made, of course, when it became a, a TV episode. He hated it and uh, said bad things about it for a long time. Anyway, um, there's a report that the Avengers 4 movie title has been confirmed, but of course it's not written here. So I have no idea what it is, but it's there. Apparently it's a thing. So you can go check that out. Uh, the actor who played the Red Skull wants to be Marvel's Moon Knight. Uh-huh. So the guy who played Red Skull in Marvel Studios' Avengers Infinity says that he would also like to play Moon Knight, probably without the Red Skull makeup. I'm just making a guess, but more than likely. Ant-Man and Wasp Michael Douglas wants to play Hank Pym in a prequel. Michael Douglas? is so old. <laughs> they would have to do the, that Tron legacy thing, uh, Jeff Bridges, and like glue the erasers to his face and then try to make him look uh, like the, the China Syndrome. Uh, I don't know that that's a good idea. Um, just Michael Douglas, let it go. You know, you, you've reached an age, it's, it's time to you know, just play the parts that you're meant to. Um, a report came out this week saying that Avengers Infinity War cut 30 minutes of Thanos' backstory. So maybe you're going to get one of those, like the Hobbit, uh, Lord of the Rings, um, once it, you know, like a Blu-ray five-hour version that will come out with all this uh, extra stuff that was cut out. But apparently there's about 30 minutes of Thanos' backstory that was originally supposed to be in there. Hmm. Um, let's see. Marvel Studios commits to more women directors, a completely different new slate of 20 films. Okay. Um, so it looks it, like in an interview promoting this week's Ant-Man and the Wasp, Kevin Feige said that there are a whole bunch of new films they're trying to get new directors for. Okay, well, if the movies are good, fine. Uh, who cares? Uh, Obi-Wan Star Wars film could be saved for a streaming service. Now, we have heard that um, because of the backlash for The Last Jedi and all the stuff, uh, Solo not doing well, um, that Disney has put a lot of these Star Wars movies on hold. Um, some have said all the spinoffs are on hold. Some have said all the movies are on hold. Not sure exactly where we're at right now uh, as far as all that stuff goes. But uh, we do know uh, that it looks like Obi-Wan could be one of those things saved for an exclusive for the new um, Disney streaming service that they're working on. Great, you know, whatever. Um, honestly, I'm sure it'll come out in a red box at some point, and that's probably when I'd catch it anyway. Uh, let's see here. The Flash and Riverdale stars reflect on the backlash to their casting. Okay. And there's nothing written, no notes on that one, so I have no idea what that story's about. Uh, Rampage director signs on for a live-action Skyward film. Okay. So Skyward uh, from Image Comics uh, looks like it's going to be getting a live-action film, but from the guy who did Rampage, that, that new movie with The Rock, with the, the, the giant animals from the video game, George, with The Rock screaming at George the Giant Ape through that entire movie. That's the guy they're getting to do the movie? Well, all right then. Good luck to you. Hope it makes a million dollars. 
Jeremy Renner is potentially joining the Spawn movie reboot as Twitch Williams. They're making another Spawn movie. They claim this one won't be as terrible as the last one. I know there are people who like that original Spawn movie. I am not one of your brethren. Um, <laughs> but anyway, nonetheless, uh, if you want to go to the uh, Google Docs um, page, yeah, you can see that there's a bunch of clickbait articles. Uh, the original City on the Edge of Forever shooting script is there. Um, let's see. A bunch of Harlan Ellison notes, it looks like, on there. Um, comics belong in the classroom from the writer of New Superman. Um, so you can find some of that stuff on there. All right, some other news. Boom Studios is getting a full order of Bone Parish, which is a new series uh, from Cullen Bunn. And it's called a Necromantic Horror Series. So keep that in mind. Uh, we got some SDCC uh, panels. I know uh, Boom, Marvel. Uh, I'm trying to think someone else. Maybe IDW um, have released their schedules uh, for panels. So you can check that stuff out online. It's out there. Um, Boom Studios is going to be releasing Form of a Question hardcover. Uh, which is a um, original graphic novel memoir from uh, about Jeopardy, the TV show Jeopardy, um, being on the show, being a contestant, I guess. So there you go. Um, there's a bunch of Fantastic Four number one covers. The Art Germ covers look fabulous. You can find those online. Joe Casada is doing a uh, massive, uh, I think it's like a fold-out cover. Uh, so that's cool. So there's a bunch of stuff going on with Fantastic Four one. Fortunately, it's still written by Dan Slott. Uh, they haven't fixed that yet, but... Uh, Nonetheless, that's what's going on there. Um, let's see here. Click on this. Uh, DC pays tribute to Harlan Ellison. Talented, polarizing, yet always entertaining. Okay, sure enough. Um, Aspen. Uh, Aspen created... Uh, blah, blah, blah. Let, me start, let me start this again. I'm just going to start this one over. Aspen celebrated Michael Turner's tenure passing uh, with Legacy. Uh, Michael Turner, uh, brilliant artist, did a lot of stuff um, in the comic industry. Kind of, it was his style was different. There was a lot of like good girl artwork out there, um, and he took a different approach to it. It was still really detailed, beautiful, beautiful stuff, um, but it didn't look like the other Lady Death and um, you know, kind of the, the buxom stuff that was going on. He made it um, uh, a lot more. Like like a really nice clean like like he he was like the new coming of George Perez you could you could say in a way, um, and uh, unfortunately he he died I, I want to say it was cancer that he had I don't remember exactly but yeah uh, he died it was ten years ago and I can still remember uh, being at the con I think it was Chicago Comic Con as a matter of fact and it was like the news came out like a day, maybe the day before or, or two days before the convention. And so the Aspen booth was just, it, it, it was really sad. Like it was really, everything was just uh, pared down. And, you know, usually there's a lot of, uh, you know, activity and they hand out a lot of stuff and guys are there to do signings. And it was really somber and, and, and sad. Uh, we miss him. But there is that uh, legacy out there, uh, which you can see. And if you, if you missed out, if you were not a fan back in the days, you don't know who Michael Turner is. Do some Google searches because it is beautiful artwork. Um, let's see. We have Harley Quinn finally gets back at the Joker for years of abuse. I believe this is referring to the uh, issue that came out last week, the uh, prelude uh, to the wedding. 
Harley Quinn and Joker. Uh, Joker, of course, wanted to go to the wedding and wanted to get an invite. Harley Quinn uh, stepped up uh, to stop him because now she's kind of heroic uh, because she was popular in the movie. So, um, so yeah, so she fought back against the Joker um, and then beat him up pretty good, although he still came out on top of the head. Uh, Walmart now has these DC 100-page giant comics, uh, these big bundle reprints of DC stuff, and I think there's a few pages of of new material in there, and you're going to have to go uh, to Walmart and find them. I know at, at our local stores, um, they tend to be with like trading cards, Pokemon cards, and baseball cards, and that kind of stuff in that area. Some stores have them in the toy departments. Some stores have them with the books and magazines. And I even saw a store that had them in the electronics department. Figure that one out. They were right across from the uh, Roku's and Fire TVs. And you turn around, and uh, there's books right there. Don't know, but those are some places to look. Run your local Walmart and check them out. Uh, DC did an explanation this week about why it spoiled the Batman Catwoman wedding issue. Uh, again, uh, we talked about that earlier, so I'm not going to spoil it here, but they knew it was one of those things that was going to get away from them as soon as you know, press copies went out last week, um, and then retailers were you know going to get their copies at the beginning of this week, so they knew it would get out ahead of time, you know, Rich Johnson was going to put all over Bleeding Cool. They knew it was a thing, so they went to the New York Times, and they had them put together this little article that would spoil it, and it, the article, it was kind of buried in the article, but it was there. So if you read through it, eventually you got to the point, it was like, hey, here's a spoiler, and here's what happened. Um, but unfortunately, the editors of the New York Times, when they got the article, they decided to just spoil it right in the headline, and it went to press. And so that really sucked uh, for everybody. And a wild Roddy cat has appeared. Roddy. Hello. Hello. Um, for some strange reason. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. You are, you had a wicked echo on you for some reason. I have an echo? Yeah. Oh, great. And I don't know if it's coming from my end or yours. Um, I don't know because I haven't had headphones in because I don't like to listen to myself. Fair enough, I understand that one. How about now? Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good now. Now there's no echo. Right. Oh, so I probably had an echo this whole time. Oh, great! So that means people had it in stereo. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Hey. Well, anyway, I got. I have to take out these headphones because, uh, yeah, I just hear myself. Uh, yeah. Uh, my headphones and that drives me crazy. So I haven't uh, figured out how to fix that yet. Trust me, I understand, I understand that one. Um, and plus, earbuds in general just hate them in my ears. Um, so I hear you. Well, I comics. I went through the the news that was up top. Now I'm at the. I went past the clickbait. Now I'm at the news at the bottom. Wait, clickbait? What? Click? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The actual clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I heard you talking about. Um, so. Yeah, um, I heard you talking about uh, Batman Fifty. So I think I know where you're at. Yeah. Um, although, do you have any books that you want to talk about? My click of the week was actually um, The Immortal Hulk, number two. Um, no. They turned Hulk into a horror comic, and it is it is fantastic. I read the first one uh, after when, last month, whenever it came out, and I'm like, hmm, this is an interesting direction for them to go to, but I haven't had a chance to read this book or, or any book this week, actually, and that's... Uh... Like, well, I am just getting home from Ant-Man and getting my books. 
Yeah, so make sure you read Immortal Hulk number two. It is right. great. It's also, just in case you want to know, Legacy number 719. Sure. If you're, looking, if you're looking for number 719, it's that one. Nice. Yeah, and the other reason, which I think I probably mentioned it when we talked about this the last time, was like how you, I, I, I like Al Ewing's writing. So going into it with that, you know, was a thing that I was interested in. But this is very different from the stuff that he's normally done. Uh, that part I could safely say because, like I said, he's his style is more a little not necessarily jokey, but it's lighter, or at least some of the lighter stuff that I have read for him. So this is maybe slight of an apartment or departure for him, or maybe he's done some stuff that I don't know about that's been like this before. So, well, regardless, it's good. Yeah, cool. Uh, let's see. Bravo! I love that. Oh, it's great. Okay, so DC Sport. There we go. So I see where you're at right now. You know, I'm left. That's cool. And I forgot to fill some of this out, and I had some other stuff to put in. So it's all good. We'll, we'll, we'll run this out. Um, then you were just talking about uh, the spoilage of of the of the Batman Fist Fleet. Yeah, the New York Times, being the New York Times, uh, pulled a Rich Johnson. So <laughs> for, for those who those in the know know where that is, we don't have to go there on that one because yeah. That guy. <laughs> so, have you done the stuff that you've done the the Tom King one also, or are you just getting to that? I haven't talked about that one yet. Okay. So, so yeah. So, I guess we can go on and say, and actually, I can pull this out right. Now, I don't have it. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna do this for the time being. Bap. So yeah, the next story is Tom King promises. Uh, some weird headlines. Nobody has spoiled the end of his Batman Catwoman story. So the gist of it is after the, the spoilers of the New York Times article, uh, Tom King kind of went out there and was like, you know, it it is ha- it is not the whole story, only part of the story. And is, apparently this is a 100-issue run. So therefore, whatever was spoiled in 50 is not the end of the story, nor is it the end of the world. But I'm pretty sure he's probably still kind of upset that it, that it got spoiled. Yeah, you know, I, like... Oh. Like, I haven't read this yet, so I don't know what actually happens in this. And I'm, you know, was debating about whether I was actually going to read this or not. But I figured, hey, it's a big issue. You might as well. So, it, that was one of my criticisms of it. Uh, mm-hmm. It won't take you more than a couple minutes to go through because there's so many pinup pages and whatever, two-page spreads that they just had mm-hmm. all come in and fill in and do a page. So you've got, you know, a Frank Miller page and you've got a... Uh, Greg Capullo page and uh, Mitch Gerard's does a two page spread and whatever. And they just put a couple word balloons on them. So half the book just feels like it's you flip to this full page artwork and you read, you know, 20 words and you're done with the page. So. Sure, and I think I may have seen in another article, like a page, a, a panel or two. So nothing necessarily a spoiler, just like, Hey, this is you know a panel out of it. So cool. That, that is the thing. I'm sure people will, would enjoy it. Um, did the shop that you usually frequent have a midnight sale? No. Um, they were going to. Mm. Uh, but UPS decided that uh, they just weren't going to send stuff out. They had some sort of... Uh, oh, right. Up at the uh, you know shipping place in Hodgkins, Illinois, and they just said, ah, you know what? Instead of shipping this out uh, at 5 o'clock in the morning, we're going to ship it out at 5 o'clock at night. Chicago area to downstate and it was too late at night for there to be anybody at the UPS place to actually unpack the truck. So I just sat on a truck for two days until they decided to do it Thursday morning. So this yeah. morning is when all the local comic shops finally got their books. Well, that sounds like absolute fun. 
Yeah. Well, you know, it's not like anything big came out this week, you know. <laughs> so to, to finish out the rest of the news, though, and I don't know why this thing came out so backwards, but um, next up we have a Supergirl premium figure from Sideshow. Is that, oh, it's on the art journal cover. Yeah. That's good. Like, I don't know, is this a, is a, yeah, because um, San Diego Comic-Con is coming up fairly soon, so therefore, you know, you got a bunch of toy news and whatnot coming out, and this happens to be one of them. Including, I know I don't have it in the lineup, but there was a um, Captain America one that I think Tim put in the chat earlier was that looked pretty damn good. So, uh, next up after that, the MCU's Avengers Tower makes its Marvel's Comics debut, which I could have sworn it's done that before already. Because last, so this was from uh, Old Man Logan last week. Uh, so spoiler for that, I guess. But apparently, uh, Old Man Logan, or in the future, quote unquote, of Old Man Logan slash Old Man Hawkeye, Avengers Tower is still standing, and, and is this MCU version? Yeah, well, see, I, I could have sworn that they showed that building as the Stark. Uh, exactly. I could, yeah, exactly. When like uh, like a couple of Avengers of volumes ago, I could have sworn they did something like that. So this being this, like this is the actual you know, the movie version of it. But I think I want to say there might've been a difference from that version to this one, but I'm with you in thinking that I thought it was the same way because yeah, cause they were in a tower just like similar to this, like a, a few Avengers, like when they did the, um, you know, when they had like Miss Marvel and Nova and them on the team. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember the Spider-Man were both on the observation deck as part of like this party with all the different Avengers there. And mm-hmm. they were all, you know, mingling and having like uh, you know hors d'oeuvres and whatever, and before some crisis hit. Yeah, almost like Age of Ultron style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That I think that did happen, and yeah, so I'm, that it was maybe that was the Stark building, and now they just put the big A on it. So they maybe because yeah, because I remember like they had the Stark Stark Tower, and then things happened, and then I think Stark ended up selling the tower for some other reason, and that's when you know after champ or that was when things started breaking off. So, yeah, I don't know. It's still weird. But um, next up, we have Marvel t- has introduced the heroic counterpart to the hand. This is what uh, Dave and I were actually talking about uh, two weeks ago, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Order of the Dragon, is that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They made their appearance, and basically they're a bunch of, uh, instead of undead ninjas, they're all uh, like Catholic uh, monk assassins. The rest of like Templars or something. Yeah. So just as crazy as the idea of having these undead ninja assassins, uh, you have these Catholic monk assassins. But it's actually really cool. The story's a lot of fun. Weird. Interesting, though, but weird. <laughs> uh, let's see. And uh, after that, wait. Nope. Switch that one around because for some reason. So love is in the air for Thori, Thor's talking dog. Did you have you uh, read Thor 2? That's what this is from. Um, yeah. Well, I started it, but I didn't finish it. I'm actually, mm, I'm not real hot on the Thor books. Um, mm. I read one, and then I started reading through two, and I just kind of, nah. It's it's. I don't think this runs for me. <laughs> Understood. Yeah, I haven't really been messing with any of them. But basically, yeah. So Thor's dog, where he found, and I guess in unworthy Thor, fell in love with a dragon. Spoiler alert. I guess. So that's a thing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Marvel announces three more Infinity Warps titles. So 
we found out, I think, last week that this is that there's going to be some warp characters that are going to have miniseries uh, coming out of Infinity Wars. And um, wait, these are the ones we knew about, though. So what are the other ones? Or are they saying they're basically? Oh, so they're basically saying that the the um, the ones that are announced are going to have their own miniseries, basically. So Arachnite, uh, Ghost Panther, and Weapon Hex, which I kind of figured maybe that would have been the case already. So that's the thing. <laughs> I don't know thing, but it's not my thing. I don't know. I will check out at the very least the the number one issues of these, but. It just seems weird. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like I don't see the point. Like I, I understand the point is, and we all understand that. But as far as like where the story is going and why we're supposed to care about these characters and why they're going to do a miniseries and why I would want to buy it, I just I don't feel like they've done anything other than just like, hey kids, buy comics. Mm. Yeah, probably. I was thinking, well, if you're going to do a Amalgam Comics, well, like go to the other side, go to the Distinguished Competition, as as some folks would say, and, and bring that back up again. <laughs> and if you're going to do Amalgam Comics, you know, mess it with your own, which is a, I guess is a neat thing, but... Eh. Yeah, but now you have to get Disney to work well with AT&T Time Warner. <sighs> yeah. Okay, let's, that's depressing. Let's move along. <laughs> Speaking of depressing news, Ultimate Wolverine's new powers and name explained. I know you are not a fan. You yourself are not a fan of uh, Jimmy Hudson. Nope. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of with you as to seeing the point of this guy being here in the, the Prime Universe and whatnot, but apparently he's got new powers and a new name, and it's not Honey Badger, so who cares? <laughs> Because that's name's already taken. Um, a new flat weight. Let me make sure that I'm on point here because we're all we're actually palming down here. And actually, it looks like I might have skipped something. So who cares? Um, Valerio Shidi's Tony Stark Iron Man design. So apparently, he uh, uh, Valerio Shidi had some design sketches from New Armors for uh, the latest version of Iron Man, and this is some of his stuff, including this. Big on Megabot. <laughs> There's the Zoom Zoom version. That's cute. Uh, here's like a looks like a Voltron uh, version of the armor here. And and a space suit. One of those will be available for sale in time for Christmas. Right. There's the uh, Bethany Gabe. And wait, is that a controller? Yeah, it sure is. Jesus, there's. Something like anyway, there's some designs that he did, and you know, I'm sure some, if not all, of that will will bear out into the uh, Tony Stark Iron Man book. Let's see, and I think we're no, 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 no. Oh, I did miss this one. Uh, Joe Casada reveals a hidden gem in Fantastic Four variant, and that gem is—I have no idea because I didn't read this. But it's a nice-looking variant. Holograms with that gem. Boom! <laughs> yes, very nice. Very hold on, slow clap for that one. But anyway, the, the, uh, Joe Sada has a very, it's a very nice variant, by the way. The, um, and I don't know what the human gem is, and it doesn't seem like it says, unless it's the actual gem being like a, whatever. But anyway, August eighth, it'll be out there. Go catch it, Fantastic Four, yay, yay, rah, rah. Um, last but not least, I believe because I think we caught everything else in this that 
a new Firefly prequel uh, will reveal the full story of how Captain Mal and Zoe first met. I was talking to a shop guy earlier, and he and the son was um, shout out the Heroes and Dragon was was uh, you know going over basically replaying um, or rewatching the Firefly again. Mm. So, and he knew about this. He was pretty excited about this book coming out. So, which I'm kind of interested in because that was a story that I've actually wanted to see, and I never you know from because if you know anything about Firefly, it didn't last that long and and only get spawned like a movie out of it. I was gonna say, and they did some comics already, and they didn't do all yes. this either. Um, I mean, they, from what I understand, they sold pretty decently to, to keep to keep putting them out. But yeah, I don't know. Well, because that was Dark Horse, and now it's moved to Boom, right? So Dark Horse did some series, and then they just kind of abandoned it for a while, and now it looks like Boom has finally picked it back up. And I know there was a no, that was a Giles series. Never mind, because I was about to say that there was a fairly recent Firefly book, but it wasn't. That was a Giles one that was that was out. Um, that might be a part of this boom issue thing. I'm not sure, but hey, there you go. Firefly flames, brown coats, rejoice, have fun. And I believe that is it for Zed News. Have no variants or nothing else. All right, then I will do one more ad read. All right, uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us and then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, even digital comics. And every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a small payment to help keep the Comic Book Chronicles podcast free to our listeners. This means no extra cost to you. We don't charge a subscription for the show. I don't know if you people notice that. We just do it out of the kindness of our hearts. And part of it is because when you do stuff like this, you click on the link, you go to Amazon, you buy some stuff. It allows us to like pay for the servers that host the show and do all that fun stuff. So... Go to Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. And there we go. Ching. I like how you had that um, that graphic at the ready. That's pretty great. <laughs> I need a little box here that I've got all this stuff wired into where I can pull them up. Uh, you, gotta, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Stuff. So well, anyway. that case, well, let's bring this boat on in then. Alrighty. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Any particular books or anything? Um, no, like I said, I hadn't, I hadn't been able to check out any books. I did. No. Nah. Um, I will say that the movie was fun. That um, if you like the first Ant Man, you'll probably like this one more than likely. Um, and there's an article about its placement in relation to other big, big movies. Um, so I won't go into that. But does it still have that fun, you know, because like the first one made the first one so good was it kind of went along the same lines as that Guardians of the Galaxy where it was fun. It didn't take itself too seriously. Uh, There's a lot of jokes and goofiness and stuff thrown in there. Is it is one? still that movie. It is still that. So, yeah, they, I don't I don't want to say they lean heavily into it, but they definitely, you know, they definitely keep those beats. OK, cool. So definitely. Um, I, I, I can't say, say, well, I don't know. Like there's. Actually, there's probably not much to process out of them. Like that, it was just a, a big fun movie. That's probably one of two things that would be processable. And there's one thing I kind of want to say, but it, and it, even though it's not spoilerish, but I'll, I'll save it for a couple of days because it, it is a personal thing that I was like I was happy to see. So that's about it. 
All right, then. Thanks for watching, everybody, and we'll see you next week here on the Comic Book Chronicles. <laughs> Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Spock?